0: Good morning everyone, welcome to another daily live webcast called GenCast, a live show that happens Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern here on YFELive.com. I'm your host Jennifer Dono and today's is another thematic Thursday. Today's theme is Zero Waste Homes. And so we have Bee Johnson, she's the author of one of my favorite blogs and also my favorite books, Zero Waste Home, and it's all about the zero waste movement. Now, to many people, that uh, has a kind of a strange range of connotations and what that means, but as you can see, B is uh, not your average granola hippie. She's definitely fun, dynamic, gorgeous, and very, very smart and talented. So let's go ahead and bring her on the show. B, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, Jen. So tell us, what is zero waste? And like I said, I feel like when I say zero waste, people will be like, Um, So you don't, it's all about throwing, not throwing things out. It's about recycling more. So what is it to you? Because you are the spokeswoman, I feel like, for this movement.
1: Yeah, zero waste sounds scary uh, to a lot of people. Um,
0: But uh, zero waste means different things for different people
1: uh, and different businesses. So, for example, for a town, it could mean um, um, diverting as much uh, waste as possible from the landfill by uh, installing uh, recycling uh, bins or composting uh, programs and uh, trying to teach their uh, their residents how to use them. Uh, for my household it means uh, basically applying the five Rs in order. Uh, that means refusing the things that we do not need, uh, reducing the things that we do need, uh, reusing by swapping everything that's disposable by a reusable alternative and buying second hand and then recycling uh, only what we cannot refuse, reduce or reuse, and uh, composting the rest. So um, in the end, we have very uh, little waste left. Uh, for example, our yearly uh, waste fits in a, a four-sized jar.
0: Yeah, well, and you, if you, if people go to your Facebook page, they can see some examples of how small, the small amount of waste that you actually produce. Now, B, I first found out about you in Sunset Magazine, How long ago was that? Was that three, four years ago?
1: Yeah, it was uh, January 2011, I think.
0: Well, and I feel like after that, I started seeing you everywhere. So I've been following your blog as your waste home. And then you, like I said um, earlier, I saw you on The View because I watched the View, <laughs> it's my guilty pleasure. And I you came on, and I got so excited, I texted my mom right away. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's me, you have to watch her. Um, and then uh, you have a book, now like I said, Zero Waste Home, that has been number one in France. You said it's number three in Quebec. And you're being interviewed all around the world. So this is a movement that I think is catching on quickly, and it's in large part due to you, because you're not someone that is... So it's
1: very exciting. I know you were, you were mentioning uh, Sunset Magazine. Uh, we had been in the New York Times uh, um, prior to that. Uh, but the, no, the New York Times was just an article that didn't have any pictures. And I think people uh, just went crazy thinking that uh, my lifestyle was totally uh, um, extreme and people pictured me all hairy and granola and, <laughs> and probably with a, an interior or at least a, a kitchen countertops filled with um, uh, jars or plastic things that I was reusing or washing plastic bags, but uh, when uh, Sunset did it differently, they, uh, they showed what my interior was like and what my family was like and people realized that we, we are modern, we're not, uh, we're not hippies, well, we don't live in the woods, we live a very modern and actually very normal life, it's just a very simple life. Um, and that I think attracted a lot of people uh they, uh they, I think, saw that uh, in order to live zero, waste, you don't have to give up your aesthetics or your
0: way of living. And actually, I feel like it improves aesthetics. And that's, that is why I was drawn to you, is that it's not a granola hippie. I'm not fermenting things. I'm, my house is not dirty. I'm not using like old whatever. I'm using quality things that will last through the years. And so you can guys can get just like a little peek. Um, where is the camera right now? <laughs> she has, I mean, even the cover of your book has a, a portion of your home in it and it's beautiful. So, you know, it's not something scary like you said to, to get into, but B, why can't we just recycle things? Why should we focus on reusing?
1: we can recycle things i mean i read our family does recycle something so we put out a very
0: few recycling out per week
1: uh, just for example papers that have been printed on both sides and the bottles of wine that friends bring over uh, we get our wine refilled but uh, we let friends bring um, uh, bottles of wine over if they want to we tried to do zero recycling but we found that it was way too constraining um, People need to understand that recycling is not the answer to our environmental crisis. Uh, uh, There is a lot of uncertainties associated with uh, recycling. Um, A lot of what we put on the curve, we don't really know for sure what happens to it. I mean, uh, uh, some ends up in China, others um, in the ocean, Uh, uh, but it's... uh, we, the consumer, is much more certain and in charge of uh, refusing, uh, reducing, and reusing. That's something that you can see that you can um, uh, tally. Whereas uh, your recycling, whatever you put on the curb, uh, you can't really know for sure what's going to happen to it. Uh, people also need to understand that recycling does take a lot of resources. Um, the, uh, the the whole. Um, uh, Everything that's needed in order to recycle takes a lot of uh, resources. So it is important, I mean, to us, it's more important to refuse as much as possible, uh, reduce uh, second, and use third before we even think about recycling. For us, recycling and composting is really a last resort before landfill.
0: Well, and to me, it feels, I mean, apart from the environmental concerns, my main, motivation and going zero waste and continuing to go zero waste in more aspects of my life is the simplicity, the idea that you, you're you more thoughtful about your decisions and you live life more on purpose than when you're just accepting anything into your home. And I read an article recently that was published in Time Magazine about a book that uh, photographed food from around the world and these families, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, there's these families that are sitting around tables full of food and productizing of food is a much more common thing around the world than I really thought it was and as young female entrepreneurs a number of us are also doing this we're entering into business because we had a favorite superfood that we we created and we blended and we put it together and now we're packaging it and selling it so what companies are doing this right as far as you know providing people with bulk options reusable options maybe compostable packaging that type of a thing
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm not crazy about compostable or recyclable uh, packaging,
0: because so
1: much of what
0: we buy actually
1: doesn't really need packaging. So to me, the companies that are doing it right are the companies that are providing the, uh, the, the, the consumer uh, package-free alternatives. And that's what I hope to see more and more come up on the market. Um, I'm, I'm really happy that since I wrote the book, a lot of people are contacting me and telling me that they're opening... Uh, Zero waste stores providing package free alternatives, and to me, that's the future. And I'm really positive uh, in 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 seeing that the the, the uh, future businesses um, apply that more and more to theirs.
0: Well, and uh, there's a few people that are on. Well, it's funny. There's a few people on the chat that are saying that they love stuff. Corey, <laughs> and then Vicky, she's saying that 90% of her shoes are secondhand. So this isn't just about Um, going in and making sure that you're purchasing food products that are out without packaging. One of the things that you did that I've always loved following is that you'll wear one dress, you know, uh, what was it, 30 different ways over 30 days. And so it's about, you know, Going back and thrifting, and I feel like that's another area that, like I said at the beginning, young female entrepreneurs are excelling at. We're doing this whole sharing economy. Um, we are uh, when we're done wearing a clothing item, we are creating technology that makes it easy to to share that clothing item with another person. We're making it easy for people to share cars, that types of that type of thing. However, a hundred percent, I feel like, of the women we have featured on here that offer a retail product, do so. In, uh, with shipping in mind so they make a living by shipping their products across the world so how yes, can I
1: think that's the problem with the, uh, the swapping sites online for clothing I rather actually see more and more uh, good quality thrift stores pop up uh, I think it's more um, it's more accessible people want to try things on before they buy in One of the reasons that a lot of people are afraid of buying things uh, secondhand online is because they can't fully see it, they can't touch it, they can't try it on. Uh, I personally buy very seldom uh, things on eBay that I have to wear. I much rather go to uh, the thrift store. And I, when I go to the thrift store, I go, um, I go twice a year, like in April and in October, and that's when I do my shopping for the year and for my family. And, uh, but I choose pieces that are versatile, that can be worn up or down. Uh, For us women, it's actually easy to do, depending on the shoes that we wear, the accessories that we wear with it. And we don't need a lot. Uh, We actually, with just a few things, people think that uh, if you have a big closet, you have more options, but actually I found that it's the opposite. Uh, When you only pick the ones that, the the favorite pieces um, that, that you have in your closet, Um, And usually they say actually that um, normal uh, wardrobe is, uh, we only wear 20% of our wardrobe and that the other 80% we don't really need or use often. So I think it's, um, we can all like uh, basically look at our closet and figure out what are those 20%. And those 20% are usually the pieces that fit us better, that uh, feel comfortable, that are good quality. And if we stick to those, and then we're able to play more with them, we we can be creative into uh, uh, dressing them up or down or layering uh, to have more fun with it.
0: Well, and you know what's hard about all of this is that as consumers, we're hit with so many different marketing messages that makes us feel like we have to have something. Or when we're shopping, there's impulse buys, that type of a thing. And when we cut the, the ties of cable, now when I see a commercial, it feels very foreign to me and I don't want things like I wanted things in the past. So what can we do as consumers to, to be more zero waste and to, to move this, to get businesses to notice that we don't want all this packaging, we don't want anything excessive, that type of a thing?
1: Yeah, the consumer really needs to understand that the, every time we shop, we vote. So it is extremely important to think twice about what you buy. So if you buy, let's say, something that's secondhand, then you're boosting the secondhand market. If you buy uh, a packaged, uh, a non packaged good, then you're saying more, uh, yes to more bulk in the future. It's a way to invest your money in the future and support practices that you believe in. Uh, if you're not happy with the packaging, uh, if you feel that you're forced to buy a packaging and you're not happy with it, then say it. Uh, s- send a message to the uh, the manufacturer and and ask for alternatives. Uh, you also make a very good point that when we're um, uh, exposed to the media, when we watch a lot of TV or we read a lot of magazines, then um, I mean these these uh, media's are made. To make us want more. So if you reduce your exposure to these things, if you reduce your exposure to TV and magazines, then you'll find that you're actually happy with what you have. You want less. You're just happier with. uh, You're happy with your decor. You're happy with your wardrobe, and you feel that you don't necessarily need a new pillow uh, to make uh, your uh, environment or your decor (laughs) more exciting.
0: Yeah, well, that's all good points. And I should say, as far as the voting goes, B does have an app. Um, let me see if I can pull it up really fast so you guys can see it and show it off. There's an app for bulk apps um, or for bulk, finding bulk around your area that's made it a little bit easier on me. And I actually put one of uh, the wineries that I went to because B, uh, in okay. Washington State, wine, you're not able to just go and refill it. You have to use their own bottle, and most wineries don't participate in anything like that. So-
1: and in California, you have to, um, uh, you can't, I mean, in France, you can just go any day and they'll refill your bottle. Uh, but in California, they don't do that. They, they do it through events. So they have, let's say, bottling events where you can bring your own bottles and get them refilled. So every state is different.
0: Yeah, so now as far as government regulation goes, what's your thoughts on that? Because like I said earlier, if I take a jar to a meat counter, their first answer to me is it's a health code violation, and I absolutely cannot fill this jar for you. And with the wine bottles, they are actually lobbying in Olympia. Be, I spoke with one of the wine companies that proposed the legislation to be because with beer, I can take my growler and go get it filled at the bar at the at the brewery, but for wine, you, they have to have it labeled on what the alcohol percentages and so they they put this tour um, in the state to get that uh, done with and what wa- uh, California wineries came up and lobbied against it so what are your thoughts as far as government regulation goes
1: I think it's, uh, I mean, it's really sad that when we, uh, we've we actually put so many regulations in place for food safety that today we're trying to undo some of them that were a little bit excessive and it's taking more work to undo them than it was to actually put them in place. Um, as far as a bring your uh, job to the store, um, the, the, the rules are a bit different everywhere, I guess, in every state and sometimes even counties. but. Uh, don't, don't just let um, a staff uh, at the store or behind the counter tell you that it's against health and safety regulations. If one tells you that, try a different day. Talk to the manager. Ask them for a code because often they won't have a code uh, that's actually uh, they, they won't have a code to provide you. Um, I found even myself. Uh, I was that I was shopping in the same store for about three years. And uh, they had always refilled my jars. And then one day I showed up and a new staff member was behind the counter. And uh, I asked the person to put uh, some deli in my jar and she said, no, I'm sorry to get health and safety regulations. And that way, uh, when they say that, it's the best way to get rid of you and not have to deal with your jar. (laughs) And I said, no, I'm sorry. You've been filling my jar for three years. Uh, I mean, at least your store has. Please go ask your manager. So, she went and asked her manager and then came back to me, she said, okay, I'll fill it. So, she filled it. And then I went back there a month later and again, the same person told me, no, I'm sorry, it's against health and safety regulations, I cannot fill your jar. And I said, you filled it a month ago. I had you ask the manager. And she said, okay, I'll ask the manager. She went and asked the manager, came back, she said, okay, I can fill your jar. I mean, I'm thinking at least I know that it's possible in the store, but someone that would have uh, tried it for the first time would have thought, oh, it's against health and safety regulations, I'm not trying again, and I will tell everyone that you can do it in that store. You have to keep trying, um, and you have to push the envelope. You have to say, you know, this other store did it. Um, I've gone to a safe where, where they said, well, we can do that. I'm like, well, Whole Foods does it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, give me your jar, I'll fill it. So... You know, it's kind of uh, it's a, it's really all over the place. <laughs> so, but don't uh, don't bring it, don't put your arms down. Try it again.
0: <laughs> I love that you bring up that there is a tremendous power in being a consumer. It's your dollars that's supporting the store, and the more of us that keep doing and keep pressing on it, the more the store's gonna have to say, okay, here you go. So, uh, B, now I want to end this conversation bringing it back to us as business owners. What would you like to see businesses do in the next year that will positively impact the movement as far as zero waste goes?
1: Well, to me, any business that helps uh, the consumer uh, reduce or reuse or uh, recycle or rot uh, can uh, is, is, is a great step forward. Uh, for zero waste, so um, for me, the businesses that have helped me as a consumer, for example, um, as far as uh, reducing, is uh, in my town, Whole Foods is the only place really where I can purchase uh, bulk or uh, quite, a, or I have at least a nice selection of bulk. Uh, if you're a, a, a manufacturer of anything um, that is usually sold in packaging, I urge you to see if you can uh, sell it to uh, stores, health food stores that would uh, um, allow you to sell it unpackaged. Um, there is also companies like Ico, which uh, which help the consumer recycle things that we didn't think were recyclable and that a lot of people um, uh, throw uh, in the landfill. Uh, for example, uh, uh, used clothing. Uh, if you have a uh, clothing that's n- no longer repairable, uh, a lot of people think that there is no way to recycle it. There is ways to recycle it. Um, same for uh, tennis shoes or shoes in general. Ico um, and I, I can't remember the website or the their domain. Uh, in place, uh, the Nike Reuse a Shoe program, which uh, helps me as a consumer recycle my my boys tennis shoes once they are no longer usable. Uh, they recycle them into um, uh, basketball courts. So um, again, uh, also uh, second-hand shops are a great alternative uh, to buying new, and this is where I hope more and more businesses will flourish into any of the areas of the the R's that I mentioned earlier.
0: Well, and I want to bring people back to Zero Waste Home as a book. I have it on my Kindle, and it's a fantastic resource. I constantly say, what would be do? And I'll pull up the book and just do a search and actually see. You'll have recipes for mascara. You have... Um, Someone was saying uh, something about buying, going to their local butcher. I mean, resources, like you're saying, websites that help people recycle. You have a whole area on junk mail. So, again, definitely everyone check out her book. B, where can everyone find you online?
1: Um, The best way to uh, find me online is uh, through my blog. So it's uh, at uh, zerowastehome.com. Uh, i'm on facebook on twitter on pinterest on instagram on uh, i have a youtube channel anyways all these things are under the name of uh, zero waste home so it's really easy to find me.
0: perfect all right b thank you so much for joining us this morning
1: well, thank you for having me. It was great sharing my lifestyle with
0: you guys. Oh, thank you. All right, everyone. So we've just been watching B Johnson. She's the author of Zero Waste Home, and she blogs at zerowastehome.com. Make sure that you check it out. You subscribe to her. It's a really, it's not even just a, about the environmental friendliness of removing packaging, reducing your waste, that type of a thing. It really does, as business owners, free up your mind to not be making these silly decisions as far as picking which products, that kind of a thing. It allows you to be much more creative and really your energy back into serving others. So you've been watching. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll jump in to say that if for a consumer or me as a consumer, zero
1: waste has allowed us to save a lot of money and save a lot of time. uh, So it would do the same to a business. It's uh, you have to think that there is a lot of money to be saving around zero waste.
0: I love that. All right. So everyone, you've been watching the daily live webcast, GenCast. Thank you so much to be She's one of my zero waste heroes. Uh, Everyone, have a fantastic Thursday.